and I am just grateful on this day. Man, this is the first. This is the Sunday. It's not the first, but the Sunday before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Amen. Getting ready to celebrate and worship our Lord, having a quick word of prayer, and we're going to dig into this thing. Have everyone please stand to your feet while we pray real quick and um, get ready to go on this thing. So, dear Lord, we thank you for today. A day we didn't have to see. A day that is filled with new mercies and new grace, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for the sun shining, oh God. We thank you for the beautiful weather you bless us with, Father God. We thank you, oh God, that we have, have all activity in our mind. We're clothing our right mind, Father God, that we are here. Our children are healthy, Father God. We are healthy, Father God. We just thank you, oh God. There's so much to be thankful for and so little to be ungrateful for, Father God. So we choose to be thankful for God because it's so much to be thankful for, oh God, so much, oh God, when I just think that I can see and touch and feel and taste, oh God, and move my legs and be clothed in my right mind, have a job, have a house, have a car, Father God, I don't have all my wants, but I have all my needs, oh God, so it's so much to be thankful for, so we just say thank you upon today, Father God, so I pray, oh God, your word goes forth with boldness and clarity, touch our hearts and our mind, and let it go forth and do what you have called it to do, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen and amen. Man, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, the little ones, the under eight, under seven, y'all can slide to the back. Destiny and Happy, y'all can slide to the back. The little ones, I know we don't have many in here today, but the little ones can go ahead and slide with Destiny. The few that we do have. If you have your Bible, we are still in the application series, amen. Uh, even in Christmas, we're still in the application, amen. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter 2. On your phone, I have it on the screen as well. Luke chapter 2. Uh, Daniel's old enough. He's, uh, yeah, he's old enough. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 8. Read verse 8 through 10. And then you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Luke 2, verses 8 through 10. And it says this. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over the flock over their flock by night and behold an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid then the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold i bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people for there is born to us this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the Lord. Amen. If you don't mind, check somebody's hand and say, today is our message. Our message. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to ride application now right into the new year. And I'm amazed that God has even given me a message surrounding the birth of the Savior that we can still apply some things to our lives. My Android, you just stay with me. I don't know a lot about Android. I might have something similar to this, but in Apple devices, we have something called iMessage. And iMessage is something that's only for Apple devices. And it says this, when you send a text message to someone that has an Apple ID, the message app automatically recognizes the person's Apple ID and routes the message through Apple servers instead of using the cell phone carrier. This is done automatic, automatically and avoids any texting charges from the cell phone carrier. Your phone could be off, but because Apple has their own way of relaying information, you can still get the message. Mm -hmm. If you have the Apple ID, you don't need the world system or anything else. Apple system can still get the message through you. Mm -hmm. Can I suggest you the power of the Holy Spirit and His Son, Jesus Christ? 
that God has his own servers, that he has his own way of relaying a message to his people that only we can get it. And if you have the correct ID, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can get any message God has for you. Amen. The message gets routed to us instead of going through other servers. So my connection isn't just on the surface level, no. Even if others cut me off, I'm still connected. Amen. amen. Praise God for sprinting everybody else. Amen. If they cut me off, I'm still connected because I have an Apple ID and I can still get the message. So if I still get it, I don't receive extra charges. Amen. I don't apply to the text thing. If I obey the message, guess what? I avoid some heartache and pain. Amen. If you adhere to the message, you can receive the blessing that God has for you. Amen. But we have to receive the message. So before we look at the message the angels gave the wise men today, uh, we got to look at the birth of Christ and concerning all those things that are happening in the birth of Christ. So you know me, I got to give you some pretext before we jump into context. So I'm hoping after today's message, you will understand the importance of adhering to God's messages. Obeying the message could mean a matter of life or death. Amen. Let's look at Luke, 20, Luke 1, uh, verse 26 says this. Now in the sixth month, of the angel, Gabriel was sent by God to a city, Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Okay, right here we see the angel Gabriel. What does angel mean? The word angel literally means messenger. So when God sends an angel, that means he's sending a message to his people. Don't take it lightly because God is maybe leading you to pray for somebody and do something. He could be using an angel to send you a message. Uh, I believe with all my heart, God did this Tuesday morning. As you know, the snow was bad. We had bad weather. It was crazy those two days. I think I seen on the news was like 332 accidents in two days because people can't drive in the snow. Praise God. We get snow every year. I don't know what's wrong. Indianapolis people drive snow. But, but, but my prayer was on my heart to pray for mine, myself. Y'all, travel grace and mercy because people was driving crazy. So I leave the house. I go to work and I'm stopped at 56th Street. My light turns green. Nobody's around me. As I begin to press on the gas, a car comes flying through the intersection, sliding through, and I squeeze on my brakes and the car barely missed me. Amen. But something in my spirit was prompt to pray for travel grace and mercy longer than I usually do. So when God puts something in your spirit, pray for that thing. Don't ignore it. That's God trying to get a message to you. Amen. So I'm trying to tell you that when God wants to speak, he will send you the message. And we see Mary, she got her message, but she was disturbed about her message. Look what Mary says. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting is this. So Mary received the greatest news I believe anyone can see. Uh, I believe finding out you're pregnant is great news for a woman. Amen. That's a blessing from God. Finding out that. But not only was she about to have a baby, she was chosen to give birth to the Savior of the world, to the Son of God. So when God is trying to move in our life and deliver a message... Why is our first reaction fear? Think about that. Angel came, gave her the greatest news, but she was troubled at the saying. She was afraid. And the angel must have seen it on her face because he says this. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name in Jesus, my God. I'm trying to help you take your faith to another level in 2020. I'm trying to help you build your confidence in God in a whole other level. She was afraid, but the angel said, don't be afraid. I come to bring you good news. When God begins to give us a message, begins to give us a vision for our life, why do we get afraid? We start thinking about what people are going to say. You can't imagine Mary was a virgin. She was going to be pregnant. Did people want to talk about her? Right. Are you a liar? Are you a tramp? Oh my bad, it's 2019. You a thought. Uh, you something of that nature, man. Because how are you pregnant and you 
a virgin, that doesn't make sense. So she was probably worried people are going to be talking about me. But when God is calling you to something greater, you got to be ready to take those hits. Yeah. When God has a purpose for your life, you can't be worried about what people got to say. You got to go and do what God told you to do. Uh, uh, God is going to call you to something greater. He has more in store for you. And people right now can't see what God has for you. So you got two options. Let the people push you towards fear or let God push you towards faith. Amen. Praise God. You either going to let people push you and be afraid to do what God has said do or you're going to move into faith and do what God says do. But I love this. The angel, a.k.a. the messenger, says do not be afraid. Why should she not be afraid? Because you have found favor with God. Yes, my God, my God, Lord. my God. I wish I had a church for you today, amen. That, 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 that. I know I'm not perfect, but I know I found favor with God, amen. I, I know I don't deserve it. I got more blessings than I deserve, but I found favor with God. I know you think I did this by myself, but no, I'm sorry. I found favor with God. I know you see the job, the wife, the kids, and the house. All that's cool, but none of that was me. I have found favor with God. One minute of favor with God can last you a lifetime, amen. All I need is a little favor from God, and I'm going to be all right. All I need is a little a drop of favor from God and he's going to handle the rest. I love that the, the, the angel encouraged her faith and the messenger gives her the message that your son's name will be Jesus and he will be great and will be, it will be called the son of the highest. My God, my God, I, I, I can't imagine the angel giving me my son's name, amen, that's awesome. But he tells her how great he's going to be, and I don't have time to go between everything, amen. You're going to have to read it yourself, because there's some good stuff in there. Elizabeth is pregnant, she's old, and God has shown favor in her life, and she's pregnant with Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, so you're going to have to go read that. But we're going to jump over to chapter 2, and some of us know the story of, of Christmas. What happens that uh, Caesar Augustus says, I need all of y'all to go do a count. I need to do a census and see how many people live everywhere. So that's how Joseph is returning to his hometown, which is Bethlehem, which is the city of David. Amen. So they're trying to find a place. Y'all know the story. They're trying to find a place. Ain't nowhere to stay. So they got to go stay in the inn and having a manger. They with horses and animals and cows and all this stuff. Jesus got to be born in this place. Amen. It shows how humble God is really. Amen. Because he's a king. He deserves to be born in the palace. But he said, I'm cool. I'm going to be with the regular people. Amen. I identify with the regular, with the have-nots, with the ones that struggle. I'm going to identify with them. I love that about God. He's not. He's so high, but he's not that high lifted that he can't humble himself. Amen. So what does that say about us? But, but look at look, look, look at Luke 2 it says this so it was that while they were there their days were completed for him to be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the end so Luke leaves the birth of Jesus to show another message being related amen Luke goes over in verse 8 and 10 where we jump off Verse 9 says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. So shepherds were in the field, minding their own business. I love this. When God wants to do something in your life, he usually catches people that's minding their own business. Uh, he ain't people that's like, pick me, pick me, pick me. God ain't concerned about them, amen. He usually finds somebody that's living their life chilling. Moses was in the desert chilling, and then the burning bush showed up, amen. God want to use people, but he finds people that are just chilling, shepherds in the flock doing their job and what does the angel say to them he says do not be afraid for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord so the angels are relaying another message to them says now look here y'all the savior is born Christ is born and is in the city of David and then he says this and there will be a sign to you 
you will find a bay wrapped in the swaddling clothes lying in the manger. Wow. Not only did the angels relay the message, but they gave details about the message. So what does that mean? Check this out for my note takers. Please write this down. When God is trying to convey a message, there will always be confirmation. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. When God has a message for your life, there will always be some kind of form of confirmation. God's design, excuse me, God's divine purpose connects us to other people. Amen. He does it that way. Okay, okay, okay. Mary did a simple gesture of wrapping her baby up in swaddling clothing, but God used it as the sign to take the wise man's faith to another level. Yeah. My God, all she was doing was take care of her son, but he says, no, I'm going to send you a confirmation of what the son should look like. When God gives you a message and you are afraid and maybe you have some doubts, he will always send you confirmation. Yes, thank you, Lord. There will be a sign, but could we miss it because we're not paying attention to the signs? The amount of license plates we see are ridiculous. Praise God. Amen. I don't know about nothing else, but we see way too many license plates. And a few stand out in my life. I'm just going to give you a few real quick uh, uh, today. But when I wanted to go to Bible college, amen. First of all, I hated school. My, my transcript from high school was horrible. Praise God. Amen. Shame doesn't make me. I look at my daughter's transcript. That's what I said. Oh, my gosh. You will put me to shame, my God. Probably 1.7 on there. Praise God. Pastor, what for school? Amen. I, just, I didn't like it. So I didn't plan on going to college. Didn't plan. But then God changed my life. And I was like, I want to learn more about God. So I do want to go to Bible college. And I tried. When Lady Thomas was pregnant with Daniel, I enrolled in Indiana Western, got through my first class. But she was having so much trouble. Daniel was in there moving and shaking and rumbling and kicking and doing all kind of stuff, messing with her scar tissue. So she was having problems. Why? Because miracles are one. She's a toddler. She couldn't chase around a toddler and deal with this baby. So I, I was going to school. So I went ahead and dropped out of school and stayed with her through, that, through the pregnancy and all that. And then about a year and a half later, I enrolled again. This time I enrolled at Crossroads Bible College. So I'm all the way on the east side. I don't know if y'all know where Crossroads are, but it's over there by where's the Eastgate, Eastgate Mall and uh, Eastgate Post Office. All the way on the other side of town. I was working at Nora Post Office at the time. So I go, I apply, get accepted. Drive all the way back to the Norris Post Office. I'm on 86 Meridian, and I pull up behind a car, and this is the truth. The license plate says, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Who has Amen on their license plate? First of all, Amen. I just went, Amen means yes, and it is so. If you don't know what that means, Amen. Yes, and it is so. I go and apply to Bible college. On my way back to work, I see, Yes, and it is so, Amen. Y'all yeah, believe in confirmations, Amen. But God did that thing for me, Amen. I, I'm grateful for that. The day before, I almost got in that accident, Lady Thomas. The license plate that said thank him, amen. Thank so you. when that happened, I just began to thanking God and praising God because I remember that license plate we seen yesterday, and it must have been meant for me, amen. I don't know if y'all received it or not, but I was thanking God because I could have got T bone and been in a bad accident. I could have died, but I'm thanking God because He keeps me from seeing and unseen things. Y'all understand, amen. I'm grateful for what God's doing. And then yesterday, on the way to Destiny's game, I went to go pick up her little friend. Pray for me, y'all, amen. I go to pick up her little friend, and then we go into the game, and we was running a little late. And I was mad, but it had to be God's reason I was running late. As I'm coming out his apartment complex, I said, here, pray for me, y'all. As I'm coming out his apartment complex, I'm going straight, and in front of me is a car, and the license plate says, pray for R. What is R? Pray for R. And there's a Raleigh license plate. Was my son not in Raleigh Hospital yesterday, man? So maybe we need to pray for the kids because the parents are going to some hard times. They want to be at home with their family. Some kids got cancer. Some kids got leukemia. Some kids ain't coming home. Some kids ain't having America. So sometimes we need to thank God for what we've got and pray for those who are less fortunate. They're going through some hard times. Pray for R was right in front of me, amen. So I had to be on time to see what God had to say. All I'm saying is that when God has a message, he 
confirm with us to build our confidence in him. Yeah. Yeah. Look at verse 15. It says this. So when it was when the angels had gone away from them, they, they excuse me, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Amen. Y'all miss y'all shout. cool. Uh, dang. Okay, that's good. Uh, once they got the message, the revelation of what God was saying and doing in that season, they didn't just sit there and wait. Yeah. I believe it says, let us go now. Yes. Let yes, me shout this to a Let us go now. God gave them revelation, yes. told them what to go look for, and then when they got the revelation, they said, let us go now. Yes. Maybe you aren't receiving what God has for you. Maybe you're not getting the results you want because you want let's go now. Yes. You want to sit there and wait for God to bring it to pass instead of you going to make it yes. come to pass. Amen. Yes. Uh, uh, God does supernatural. You do something in the natural, and God do something in the super, amen. We want to make it everything supernatural. We want God to take it there, get us there, fix this and fix that. God said, what's wrong with your legs? What's wrong with your arms? What's wrong with your brain? I bless you with more than enough. You need to go make something happen. I already took care of it, but I need you to put some feet to the vision. I need you to put some hands to the vision, amen. Let us go now. When God makes it known to us what to go after, I like to call it God dreams. That when God gives you dreams and a vision, that's him speaking to you and trying to impart something into you. Uh, New Creation Church started as a thought in my mind. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. That's all it was. A thought in my mind. Uh, uh, where it is today, I'm grateful. But not only that, I thank God for what I see two, three years now. Yeah. Five, ten years now. Amen. I see more than what I see now. And what I see now is more than what's already in my mind. God begins to do things. So when God shows you something, he wants you to make it come to pass. To help, he already got the provision. God provides the provision, but he needs you to make it come to pass because God expects us to use our faith. Amen. And if you don't use it, you will lose it. Amen. Praise God. I get you on the way out. Amen. That if you don't use your faith, you'll lose your faith because you begin to doubt and think God can't do nothing when God can do anything. Amen. So don't lose your faith. And remember, the gospels are synoptic Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Are telling the same story but from different views synoptic so I'm gonna uh, moonwalk right back into Matthew real quick because all of it ties together and you got to get this to see the importance of this message now look at this in Matthew chapter 2 now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold wise men from the east came to Jerusalem that's their let, let us go now they came from the east to Jerusalem saying where is he who has been born king of the Jews for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. But when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Wow. When God gives you a message, that doesn't mean everybody else heard the message. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Herod heard the news and was troubled by it. But they came to worship the news. When God has a message for you, everybody don't get it. The wise men came to worship but Herod, who was close to Jerusalem in proximity of where they were going, they figured, since I got the message, you should have got the message. Yeah, yeah. If I got the message, I'm somewhere east and I got to travel. God had to airdrop it to the king. He had to get the message in some way. He got to know where we're going. But I've learned this, that when God has revealed something to me, it's because I've been seeking his face and his will. So what God is saying, that people ain't seeking me, that people that ain't loving me, they can't get the message. I've only revealed the message to people me. Okay, okay. Uh, there was a man named Joseph in the Bible. Amen. Joseph had something I like to call again, God dreams. God gave him his, a message through dreams and one of them, Joseph had 11 brothers and he went to his bro 
brothers and said, look, y'all, I had a dream. Uh, it was uh, 12 bundles in the, in, the, in, the, in the field, and mine rose up above all y'all, and the other 11 bowed down to me. Amen. So you know the brothers who hated them before hated them even more now. Amen. They, they weren't full of them, Joseph. They didn't care for their younger brother. And then he had another dream and told his daddy, he said, look, daddy, I've seen 11 stars bow down to me and the sun and the moon. And daddy said, hold on, player. You think your mama and daddy going to bow down to you too, eh? It's enough you got your brothers, but you think mama and daddy about to bow down to you? Who do you think you are? And everybody hated him. Even his father got offended by the dream. So his brothers end up, because of that dream and because God, his father, has shown him favoritism, his brothers take him, throw him in a pit, leave him for dead. They wasn't going to leave him for dead, but he didn't die even though he went to the pit. Then they come, take his jacket off of it, tear it up, put blood out on it, and then sell him into slavery, y'all. Wow. All because of his dream. They attacked him and tried to kill him because of his dream. But just because God is God, it all came to pass because God gave him a dream. But God had me thinking about this. Sometimes we have to keep the message concealed because everybody doesn't want to see God's will go forth. Could it be God? We know God gave Joseph the dream, but nobody told Joseph to talk. He told his brothers his dream too quick. See, see, I love this. In my memories this morning on Facebook, it tripped me out. This was the day two years ago I announced New Creation Church. Right. Only a select few knew. God gave me a message. And if you don't have my faith, you're going to try to hurt my message and hurt my dream. I can't let your faith hurt my faith. I know what God told me, but if I get to listen to this person and that person, and they begin to down me and talk down on me, then I begin to doubt God. No, no, no. You ain't supposed to reveal a message until God tells you to reveal it, amen? Because everybody don't want God's will to come forth. And some of y'all looking at me crazy, but look here, some of y'all wanted a job, and you told somebody you thought they had your back, and they was on the verge, and they thought they had the same message you had, but really they was hating on you and hoping you didn't get it. Praise God, amen. Uh, uh, somebody told sister girl, look here, I'm done fooling with no good Negroes. I'm done messing with these brothers. I'm going to keep myself with my husband. And they look at you like, is you crazy? What's wrong with you? You young. Go have fun. Why you want to go do that? They didn't get the message. Praise God. Amen. I'm sorry. Y'all ain't feeling me. In this next season of my life, ain't nobody stopping me from getting God's message. I don't care if it's a family member. I don't care if it's a relationship. I don't care who it is. Ain't nobody stopping me from getting God's message for me. I need everything God has for me. And if you ain't with it, then you got to quit it. Let the door hit you with a good love switcher. I ain't got time to fool with you. I need your message. God has for me. And if you ain't got the message, you can't roll with me. Now in 2020, I'm trying to go better and bigger. I need God to do amazing things in my life. Because God says this. My, your obedience to God's message is what's going to keep you out the mess. God, praise God. I don't know if y'all heard that. Amen. I'm going to repeat it to make sure you heard it. My obedience to God's message is what's going to keep me out of all that mess that I've been in for so long. Yeah. I ain't got to keep going back to that mess. I ain't got to keep dealing with these certain yeah. things. My obedience keeps me out of the mess. Amen. Mm -hmm. So let's look at, let's look at the, the message going forth. So then Herod, they come to Herod and say, yo, where's the baby? Yeah, we come to worship. So then Herod, who was troubled, says this. When he had secretly called the wise man, be careful for people that want to do things secretly. Praise God. Amen. When he had secretly, when they secretly doing something, you know it's some trouble behind it. Amen. You know, no, no, you tell me open in public. Amen. But secretly called the wise man, determined from what time the star had appeared. And he sent to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me. I may come and worship him also. Wow. King Herod is appearing that he wants the same kind of
confirmation mm -hmm. about the message that was given to the shepherds. Yeah. But earlier in the text, didn't it say it troubled him in all Jerusalem? Yeah. Right. So if it troubles you at first, why do you want to hear the message now? Things that make you go, hmm, praise God, amen, amen. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Listen to people, things people say. But look at this. Now when the when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Again, what do we see? Confirmation of the message. God sent a star in the sky to lead them to his son, amen. We don't get stars, but new creation. God sends us license plates to yeah. <laughs> where we need to go. Amen. I don't know what, how he does it or why he does it, but he sends license plates and shows us where we need to go. Don't miss this. Note takers. You might want to write this down. Conversation with God always end with confirmations from God. Amen. When you pray and talk to God, conversations with God will always lead you to a confirmation. That's how you know how to make your next move. Amen. Uh, I think it was the great Dr. Martin Luther King said this, that faith is taking the first step when you can't see the staircase. Praise God. Amen. So God is saying, take the first step. I got the staircase, but I will send you confirmation to help you on every step along the way. But you got to take the first step. Amen. So look at verse 11 in the book of Matthew. And it says this. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his mother Mary and fell down and worshiped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented him, excuse me, presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm -hmm. They finally get to see the revelation of the message that was relayed to them. Amen. The wise men, I'm sure, are filled with joy. Why? Because when they received the message from God, they came to worship and they came to treasure. Don't miss that. Amen. Yeah. Application. Since God is speaking to me and giving me a message, I got to come to worship him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about y'all, but I came to worship today. Amen. Uh, I gotta come and worship Him. If I'm going to celebrate the birth of the Savior correctly, I gotta come worship with Him. Uh, the wise men are the first people to step on the scene to see the birth of the Savior. Think about this: these are the first people to come and worship Jesus. And I feel like they might tell Jordan because they say this is how we do it. Amen. They're they trying to show us how to worship. They come and they come and they bow down to the King. Amen. So when we get the message from God, are you gonna come? If we're going to make this holiday about gifts and all we can get and being selfish, then we ain't coming to worship right. Amen. Praise God. We got to be careful because we do ourselves and our children a disservice if all they think about Christmas is what I can get and how much I can get. Society has turned this into a selfish thing. But it's the most selfish thing ever because the one that was born died for us on this day. Amen. But society has turned it into something selfish. Season. Amen. 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 So they come and they worship Jesus, and then they come with gifts, what? Suitable for a king. Mm -hmm. They come with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm -hmm. So they come with gifts to Jesus. Look how the world has, the world has confused us so much. We say it's Jesus' birthday, but we buy everybody a gift but him. <laughs> what kind of sense does that make? We say it's Jesus' birthday. We are celebrating him. Imagine you having a birthday party and everybody show up with a gift for everybody but you. Y'all fighting, praise God. I know y'all fighting, y'all fussing and cussing, mad as ever can be. How are you going to come to my party and bring everybody else a gift but me? The world has confused us. No, Jesus is saying, look here, bring me 
you a gift and be willing what? If you want to do what I like to do, help somebody that's less fortunate. Because that's what I would do. Yeah. I would help somebody that didn't have enough. That's, that's giving it to me. Because Jesus said, when you did it to the least of them, you've done it unto me. Amen. Yeah. We got to know our Savior, who he is, and what he represents. Yeah. And if we don't care for our kids, we become spoiled, rotten. Praise God. But yeah. Pastor and First Lady, do we got some spoiled ones too? Praise God. We need some help. Pray for us too. They spoil. We're trying to help them as much as we can because we they need to know. I'm serious. She laughing. They spoil. We, we gotta let them know. I, I, this year I ain't even big on Christmas like I usually. Am. I'm kind of cool, but I want y'all to understand that don't make the world feel make me feel bad about what you do on Christmas because the world messes us up, y'all. I fed you for 364 days. Praise God. I put a roof on your head for 364 days. I put clothes on your back for 364 days. Shoes on your feet. You got toys at home. You don't even play with it right now. Praise God. Amen. So before you make me feel bad for not doing something on one day, the world makes us feel like our love isn't real because we don't do something one day when I've shown you love all year. But that's why we got to get back to the Bible and do what God says because there's no way God wants you stressed out and in debt over his son's birthday. Why does God want you stressed out in debt, can't pay no bills because you bought gifts over something that's supposed to represent his son in love? That don't make sense. So I come to speed it up in your life. Don't let nobody make you feel like a failure of a parent for what you did one day of the year. Amen. Amen. Celebrate God today. Amen. Amen. So why would God want us to do this? Last thing I want to give you, last couple things. The last parts of the our message is this. You got to be able to listen for new information. God changes y'all. He moves in ways and he moves in seasons. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to have your ear in tune with God to listen for new information. Bishop Paul Morton has one of my favorite songs. And he's letting us know and letting God know that God wanna be part of your message. Mm-hmm. In the song he says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Amen. If you're healing in this season, Lord, don't do it without me. Amen. If you're delivering in this season, don't do it without me. If you're blessing in this season, don't do it without me. Whatever you are doing, don't do it without me. Why does he say that? Because God changes. God don't always do the same thing. In one minute, he's saving somebody at Lions Den. In one minute, he's keeping the boys out of fire. God changes in different seasons. In one minute, he's using Moses to wave his hands. Amen. In one minute, they're blowing the trumpet and the walls is falling down. God changes in season. So we got to be and change and move in different directions. Amen. It is my prayer that I have to be open to the Lord to receive his direction when he's providing me new information. Look at the text and I'll prove it to you. Matthew 2 says this, verse 12. Then being divinely warned in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. God gave them a new message. They were so excited to worship Jesus. They weren't thinking about Herod and maybe he had some ill intentions behind them. They were excited they found the king. So he says, God gives them a warning. says, don't go back. God says, don't return to him. And they went another way. God said, don't return. And they went another way. Yeah. What and who has God told you don't return to? Yeah. Amen. Like what and who has God told you not to return to? God is telling some of us that we cannot take that into 2020. And I don't know what that is. You know what that is. Amen. Praise God. All of us got a that. Amen. I don't know what your that is, but all of us got a that. I don't know Jesus. Amen. Everybody got a that. So whatever God is saying, you can't take that into 2020. I'm trying to bring you into a new season. 
And this is what God is saying. That the problems and that person can't go with you in this new season. If you're going to hear my instructions, whatever the problems is, and whatever those people are, they can't go with you or you're not going to be able to hear the message. God is saying, I'm trying to get you some new information that you too attached to the old. I'm trying to give you a new release, some new revelation. I'm trying to give you some new vision. But because of what you're seeing in the old and become accustomed to, you can't move how I want you to. And the last thing, and I promise I'm done, and the message is this, that the message has this, the potential to save your life. The message from God has the potential to save your life. To come to a close of the story surrounding the birth of Jesus, the wise man, after being warned, they took another route. After God gave them a new message with new information, they switched up the program, amen. They, they changed their direction. So Herod, after finding out that they didn't come back, they tricked him. He was mad, y'all. He went on the spree, y'all. He said, I got to find this baby. I got I to gotta do something. I'm mad. It didn't come back to me. I got to do something. Herod was so upset because they pronounced Jesus king of the Jews, and he was the king. So he thought that meant the baby was coming to take my kingdom, but he didn't realize that was the king of kings. And he already had the earthly kingdom. He already owned everything, amen. But because he was so insecure in his position, he wanted to take out the baby. Wow. Herod, after finding this out, the wise man said, look here, we were more concerned with obeying God than reporting back to the king, which could have caught them in their lives. But look what happens. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod would seek the young child to destroy him, my God. God is still using what angels as messengers to relay his message. He said, Arise, take the child and his mother. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I get that. Amen. Okay. I'm, I'm reading again. God told him, the angel said, Arise, take the young child and his mother. Yeah. Y'all ain't getting that, man. I ain't trying to do relationships here right now. But but it's to my single mothers. If he's not willing to take the child and the mother, he ain't worth fleeing with. Amen. Praise God. I hope you get that. That God said take the child and the mother. If he don't want the child and the mother, then he don't want the mother. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm sorry. This ain't, this ain't for you. God is concerned with the whole family. And God has shown us from the beginning that Joseph is Jesus' stepfather. And he said, no, you can't take Mary and leave Jesus. You got to take the child and the mother. And God said the child first because the child can't fend for herself. The child need God. If the child need love, the mother can at least fend for herself. No, take the child and the mother. Amen. And then the angel said, take them into Egypt. Harold is mad. He is seeking the child's life. But he didn't just say flee to Egypt. What did it say? Stay there until I bring you a word. Amen. Oh God, amen. Amen. I'm trying to help y'all. Amen. I don't know. We'll do the shopping class. Sort it up. 2020 shopping class coming. Uh, God said, stay there until I bring you a word. Uh, God is saying, um, I see some people after y'all. I need y'all to flee, but don't trip. Stay there. Don't move. Thank you. I'm going to bring you a word. Praise God. Amen. That's why we want y'all to be here every Sunday. Amen. That's why I'm trying to encourage y'all anytime the door is open, be here. Lady Thomas and I, we ain't perfect, but we do pray. We ain't perfect, but we do love y'all for real. And when God is saying something and giving us a message, it ain't just for us. It's for y'all too. Because the word is what saves our lives. The word is what brings us change. The word is gives us new vision and new revelation. It is the word that saves my soul. It is the word that delivers me. It is the word from God is saying, come and get the word. I have a message for you. Because you might be in Egypt, which is a sign of bondage. 
You might be in bondage right now into a situation. You might be going through some things that have you bound and tied up. And God is saying, I got a message for you, but you got to go and get the word. I'll bring you a word to deliver you from your situation. Stay there in the good place, in the safe place, until I bring you the word. The reason I'm bringing you the word, because guess what? The reason we ain't getting what we need to get, and our life is not manifest, manifesting as we think it should, is because we hear the word, and we don't act on the word. When the wise men heard it, they said, let us go. When we hear it, we say, let us sit. <laughs> the wise man heard the word and said, I got to make some action. I got to bust some moves. When we hear the word, we sit there. Amen. So we see Joseph, God gave him a word. Look at this. Uh, uh, when he gave him the word about the dream, verse 14 says, when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed from Egypt. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Somebody got that. When he arose, he took the young child and mother by night and departed from Egypt. When he got the message, don't miss this, the message has the potential to save your life. But you got to bust a move. When he arose, uh, when he woke up, uh, he got up, he didn't pray about it. Praise God. He, he didn't pray. I don't read that in the text that he prayed about it. He woke up, he didn't open up his Torah and said, let me find the Old Testament confirmation. Let me look in the Old Testament and say, where's going to show me that the angel got to come and tell him to take the mother of the child. He, he didn't even consult with his wife, baby. He didn't even talk to Mary about it. He says he arose and got up and did what God told him to do. My brother says here today, uh, 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 when God tells you to do something, you need to go do it. Why? Because it'll help your woman submit to you. He arose, got instructions from God, and did what God said do. So when she seen that, he probably looked real good to her, baby. She said, dang, this brother hearing from God. This brother know God for real. So I'm going to follow his lead because he got a message from God, got up, arose, and grabbed me. And my baby, like, he looking real good. That's a husband right there. He hear from God for his family. And then, so God is trying to show you what to look for a husband. And God used Joseph as a stepdaddy for Jesus to give you what to look for. And then, then when he heard God, he arose, woke up, and took the child. And then he didn't wait for anything. He said when he arose, it was still night. He said, hey, baby, get the baby. Grab Jesus, let's go. Put him in the whatever. We're going to put him in the huggy, uh, the camera, whatever we're rolling on. We out of here today. Grab the baby. We out. Leave the clothes. We got to leave. We got to go. That's it. And he said they stayed there until Herod died. Amen. Mm -hmm. But what do you think happened after Herod died? Herod, Herod was a monster. He was looking for Jesus. He tried to kill several babies. He was so upset. Herod was a monster. A lot of bad things happened because somebody didn't get the message. Jesus, Jesus, that in my notes. Uh, a lot of bad things happen. Think about that because somebody didn't get the message. Be careful who you're around and who you conversate with. Because people that don't get the message might want to give you some malice or do you some harm. So Herod did all kinds of evil things and they were in Egypt. And what does God do? What he always does, he sends a message. Now behold, when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in the dream to Joseph in Egypt. My God, amen. Y'all missed us out. I'm trying to leave. I'm trying to go home. Y'all can enjoy y'all Christmas weekend, amen. Uh, uh, now when Herod was dead, didn't he say, stay there till I bring you a word? Right, right. Now when Herod is dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in the dream. So when Herod died, God said, angel, go. Send them a word that I promised to get them. We don't know how many years went by. We don't know how many days went by. So the problem is, we want the message to come. We want it to come. We want God to move how we want God to move. And God don't move. He ain't on your time schedule. He ain't on your agenda. God has his own time to make things work in his perfect 
long as I got the message that Savior was born, I got forgiveness. As long as I got the message that Savior was born, I know I'm going to heaven. I know I have a place in eternity. I know God loves me because unto us a Savior is born. Amen. Can we give God a praise in place for allowing a Savior to be born in this place? So we thank you, oh God. Oh, wise, oh great God, we lift you up. We magnify you. We give you honor and glory and praise. And we thank you for this day, oh God. Though we know December 25th is not the real day of your birth. We don't know that for sure. But that don't mean we can't celebrate it. Amen. Amen. That don't mean we can't give glory to you for the one who died and rose for us. So I don't know where you are at in your relationship with Christ. But if you've never accepted Jesus as your own Lord and personal Savior, you need to make that happen today. Go ahead and go. Move forth and let God have his way in your life. God loves you and he cares. God has so much for you and a plan for you. Thank you, oh God. Even for the message in this song that I talked about earlier that whatever God's doing in this season of your life, you got to make up your mind and say, God, don't do it without me. It ain't even about what I want. I want what you want, God. Whatever you're doing in this season. So God's saying right now, this season, I know he's saving people. I know he's doing some deliverance. I know he's doing some miraculous things in our lives. So if you need Jesus as your personal Savior, let today be your day. Or maybe you are saved. You say, hey, I just, I just need some prayer, Pastor. I've been going through. I need some prayer. I need some encouragement. Whatever the case may be, we are here for you. We love you. We want you to have a blessed holiday and a blessed going into 2020. I want God to do some miraculous things in your life because I, I, I believe it. He's going to do some things in our lives, but also in your lives as well. Y'all connected to us. So if you want some prayer or whatever you may stand in need of today, whatever it is, whatever it may be, let God have his way in your life. Let God have his way. But I believe God wants to do some amazing things. So if you need prayer, y'all know me. I, I don't extend it too long. But I do want to always give you the opportunity, whatever you stand in need of. Because you should go back home encouraged. You should go back at home feeling that you and God got this. You should go back at home and feel it confident in who God calls you to be and who God says you are. So if you need to be saved or you just want special prayer, whatever the case may be, let it be known today, amen. Amen. There are none of us who got to praise. Amen. Praise God. Amen.